You're listening to the official South Bay Church podcast. For more about us, please visit southbaychurch.us. Good morning. Well, happy Mother's Day. It is good to be together back at our local home location. Uh, It was good to be in the park last week, Um, but it is good to be back together with you. Let me get some light on my notes here. There we go. Um, I want to give a, a special, send a special shout out to um, to my mom, who is in Denver, Colorado, uh, Kelly Peckman, and uh, I wish I could see her today, but such an awesome mom. She has taught me so much. Um, her, let's see, I think I just messed this up somewhere. Um, the song, the song that her and I danced to at my wedding was uh, Simple Man by Leonard Skinner. And it's, uh, it's very much, if you know my mom, she is a, a simple person in, in, in a way that like, she just doesn't want the stresses of, of too many things. And she, I feel like she has passed that down to me and that's why I chose that song. But I appreciate um, my mom a lot. I appreciate my mom in Long Beach, my mother-in-law, Karen Plymel. And we get to spend some time with her today, but I appreciate her wisdom and uh, just the, the endless care that she has for us as, as her family. And I want to give uh, a shout out to my, my baby's mama. Uh, oh, turn it on. Wait, here she is. Hold on. There she is. Uh, so that's, that's my wife, Catherine, with, with our middle child, Carrie. Uh, but I love Catherine so much. She is uh, just the best mom, and I love watching her interact with our kids, and she just makes every day, every day so special for our kids and for me. Uh, I love you, baby. Um, so happy Mother's Day. I do, I do have a few announcements, so I'm going to get those out of the way. There are, there, there's a full list of announcements in the app. If you don't have the app yet, you can download the app, uh, South Bay Church. But a few announcements here. This coming Saturday is our parenting workshop, our regional parenting workshop. It's going to be at our MLA building. We will send out all the details for that. It's on our website. Uh, but it's going to be a great night. Actually, my in-laws are teaching the, uh, the parenting workshop. And so they, they have had some experience raising children. Uh, it'll be a great night. But please register for that. It's $10 uh, per couple. Um, The following Saturday, May 27th, is our monthly youth ministry night. And that's when parents and youth and uh, church leaders come together and we just, we work together on how we can pass our faith down to the next generation and continue uh, the legacy of faith. And so it's going to be a great night. Um, And then the the following Sunday, June 4th, is our special missions. And that's when we get to uh, our, our, our annual uh, offering where we support our sister churches in Mexico, in Central America, and in the Middle East. So uh, keep that on your calendars. Okay, so we are, I think this is four or five weeks into our FAQ series, Frequently Asked Questions about Christianity, about church, about God. And the, the question we're going to address today is, does it matter if I go to church? So great job coming to church today, guys. Well done. Um, maybe not, the, maybe not the, the lesson that you might expect on Mother's Day, 
but hopefully it'll be a good one for you. And so we ask this question, does it matter if I go to church in the midst of a very individualistic culture and society? The, what is being, uh, the agenda of our culture, what is being encouraged in our culture is to look out for number one, right? How am I going to, what am I going to get out of this deal? How is this going to benefit me? And so it's a lot of self-focus. Even if it's not self-promotion, it can also be self-degradation. And I'm worthless, I have nothing to offer, just, you know, go on without me. All of those things are still a focus on self. And so this is the question that we're addressing uh, in this culture. And so we're going to talk about some things today that are very much uh, opposed to that uh, individualistic mindset. Um, excuse me, before we get into it, what is church? What is church? Is it Miracosta? Is it this, this huge auditorium? This is the church that you need to go to? No. Church, we've talked about it many times in, uh, in the South Bay Church. It's Ecclesia. This is a picture of our regional teen ministry at our winter retreat up in the mountains back in February. That's church right there, that group. That's church. It's a gathering of people, a group of, uh, of people trying to follow Christ. And so that's church up in the mountains. This is church right now. You can have church in your home. It's a gathering of people. It's a gathering of believers. And if you look throughout the book of Acts, there are, there are many different scriptures that refer to church. And when you read these scriptures, you're like, that, they cannot be referring to a building. That wouldn't make sense. It's a group of people. Um, your problems don't magically go away when you walk through these doors. I'm sure some of you can even attest to that this morning. Um, I, I know I was just feeling, I was feeling kind of torn this morning and frustrated at some things that happened. And, and when we were singing that song that Joe wrote, it helped me to just get my mind, my heart back on, okay, this is about God, me and God right here. I need to, like, he... He is the one that I want to give myself to. Not anyone else, not these, I mean, yes, other people too. But at, at the end of the day, it's, it's about him. Um, and you know, when we gather on Sunday mornings or when we gather throughout the week, these are opportunities that we can really li live out Matthew 22, loving God and loving each other. So this isn't a magical place where you, everything suddenly gets better. But this is a place where we can demonstrate to God that we love him. We can demonstrate to each other that we love each other. Um, we're going we're gonna to be reading in 1 Peter chapter 2. If you want to turn over there, I will have it up on the screen. But I want to rephrase this question. Does it matter if I go to church? To Does it matter if I'm involved in a group of believers? And the answer is absolutely. And that's what we're going to talk about for the next 20 minutes. Okay, so 1 Peter chapter 2. In verse 4, I will tell you that I wrestled a lot with what we're going to talk about this morning, uh, mainly because there's so much in the Bible that supports the need to be involved in a group of believers supporting one another. I, it was so hard to land on, on the main text. And at the, end of, uh, at the end of today, I'm going to leave you guys with a bunch of scriptures that you guys can go study out on your own. Uh, but this is the one that I chose to uh, focus on today. 
First Peter chapter 2. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Christ Jesus. For in scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe, this stone is precious, but to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. And a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. The last part of this passage is very encouraging. You know, it talks about, Peter talks about, um, where'd it go? There, a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. That makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. I don't know about you. And I want to I say here that you are a special stone. Kind of like a pet rock. You are a special stone. Did anyone have pet rocks? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. My, I, I found a pet rock in my mom's old collection one time. And I was like, what is this? Um, so yeah, you are a special stone. And you are special. You are unique. You are valuable. Each one of you has specific qualities, specific experiences, specific strengths and backgrounds that make you valuable and unique. And hopefully that doesn't inflate your ego too much, but rather encourages you. Uh, but just so that we don't slip into this individualistic mindset, like, oh yeah, yeah, I am unique. Yeah, you're right. I don't want your, your thoughts to get back on yourself. Because Peter refers, uh, refers here in this scripture not to individuals, but to a group. He says, he says uh, the church collectively, it's not you, it's we. Did you get that? It's not you, it's me. It's not you, it's we. We are chosen. We are holy. We are royal. We are God's special t possession together. So that together we can declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his wonderful light. And Peter refers to Christians as living stones. And when you think about a stone or a brick, um, this, has, this has value. It serves a purpose. It's not worthless, but rather useful. So what, what does a single brick do? What can we do with a single brick? You can hold a door. You can what? Smash a window. Maybe you lost your key, left your keys in the car. You need to get in quick. Yep. You could use it as a sculpting device. <laughs> um, you, could, uh, you could use it as a balancing 
Yeah, I know. Thanks. Um, okay, so a brick by itself has some uses, right? Um, Catherine's parents have some bricks in their garden as decor, I guess. Um, I took this out of one of their walls. <laughs> I have to return it. Um, but it, it serves a purpose. But we could think of all kinds of uses for this individual brick. But at the end of the day, its value is nothing compared to its value when it's joined together with other bricks. Right? And so I want us to look at this picture real quick. This is uh, the Malbork Castle in Poland. This supposedly is the biggest brick fortress in the world. Made out of all bricks. It's huge. It's amazing. And when we look at this, and we look at this, we see bricks were not created to stand alone. Bricks were created to be joined together. And that is the same, that's the same is true for us. We have value but our value is, is unimaginable. It's infinite when we are joined together. There's another fort I got to visit in St. Augustine, Florida. This is, um, this is the Castillo de San Marcos. It was built in 1695. It took 23 years to build. It was finished in 1695. They call it impenetrable and fire resistant. It was attacked in 1702. 1728 and 1740 and each of those three times especially in 1702 I think that was the the um, the most severe attack the city around it was completely burned to the ground and yet the fort remained and then it was attacked again in 1728 and 1740 and there were similar results there was kind of devastating results on the outside but the fort remained and I think about this, 320 years this fort has been standing. And if you, you maybe you can't see too closely, but you, you can see some, sep like where one brick starts and another ends, some of the mortar and stuff. But then there are other parts of the wall that they've just kind of meshed together, which is really cool to think about. That they have just kind of become one. And you think about God's church when Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead and the church that, that began from that 2,000 years later is still standing. Not because of an individual one of us, but because of the unity being joined together. My first point here, place yourself in God's hands. You know, Peter refers to the church as a spiritual house not a physical house, and that this spiritual house is being built with us as the building blocks, with you and me, with people who are willing to humble themselves and take their life and take their brick and place it in God's hand. Say, do what you will with me. You know, your, my, my value in your hands is so much more valuable than, it, than my life in your hands or than my life in my hands. And, and in, in approaching God, we can have this mindset in Hebrews chapter 4. Let us then approach God, uh, God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence. 
Why, can, why, why is it that we can approach his throne with confidence? It's because his throne is a throne of grace. His throne, we can, we can bring ourselves as chipped and ugly and fractured as we may be, our lives, and place it in his hands. And he, he can place us in a valuable place where we are supporting each other. So we can approach his throne with confidence because he is a gracious God. But in placing yourself in God's hands, it's a daily decision to place yourself in God's hands. It's, it's not just one time, although it is one time to really, God, I want to give you my life. But then it's a daily decision after that. Jesus says, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. It's a daily decision, daily decision to deny Dustin. How's that for a daily saying? <laughs> daily decision to deny Dustin. If you are visiting here with us, we're so glad you're here. Really, we're so glad you're here. And, and many of us can attest to the fact that what happens here on Sunday morning, this is not the whole story. The transformation that is taking place in our lives by God's grace, it's happening throughout the week, in conversations with each other, in each other's homes, this is a great place where we can come together and kind of reunite and, and recharge. But there is transformation that's being taken place throughout the week. And we really would love for you uh, to be a part of our family. We'd love to share our stories with you. We'd love to find, uh, just figure out how we can find your place in, in God's spiritual dwelling. We want to help you place your bricks in God's hands. <clears throat> And even though we may not know you, maybe, maybe some of us do, maybe all of us don't know you and maybe you don't know us all that well just yet, if, especially if this is your first time, we need you. We need your qualities, we need your abilities, we need your experiences because together with you and with Christ as our cornerstone, we will be stronger together. And for those who have been around for a long time, who have made that daily decision, who, who handed their life, their brick over to God, is that still a daily decision that you are making? One thing I thought of is it, it might just be helpful to make this a daily prayer. Literally just something like this, God, I place my life in your hands today. You are the master builder. My life is infinitely more valuable in your hands than in my hands. Please use me as a living stone to declare your praises and strengthen others today. That might be helpful. I know that's going to be helpful for me. Even driving here this morning, I, I said I was just kind of being torn in my thoughts. Some things that happened and I had to run out and grab some, some bowls and spoons uh, for our kids' kingdom breakfast real quick. And I was just like, wait a second, I'm about to talk about like giving, giving ourselves and, and handing my life over to God on a daily basis. And I didn't feel like I had handed it to him yet today. And I was like, okay, I, this, this sermon is for me right now in this moment. Um, but uh, maybe it would be helpful for you guys to make that a daily prayer. I recommit my life. I'm going to give you my life again today. Use me as you will. God is the master builder. The value of our life is maximized when we place our lives in his hands. 
Jesus is the chief cornerstone. Together we will not be shaken if we are built upon Jesus. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, there's a scripture that says, given, we, each of us is given the spirit for the common good. And that word common good in the Greek, it's a joining together. And so we are given the Holy Spirit as our mortar. Between our bricks, as we are built upon Christ, we are held together as a church by the Holy Spirit. Point number two, come to give rather than receive. Come to give rather than receive. I have some practicals for us here as we come to Sunday mornings, as we go to, you know, events throughout the week, as we go into each other's homes. We have youth ministry night coming up. All of these things, keep these in mind when it comes to uh, giving rather than receiving. Might be helpful to say a prayer before you walk through the doors. Okay, it's time to give not take. Whatever that may be. I, when I used to work in Culver City and live in Long Beach and man, driving, I know some of you drive way further than that, but I felt like my soul died a little bit each day as I'm like in traffic for two hours. And, and, and when Catherine and I first got married, like she, she, would be like, man, there's a lot of negativity coming back into the home because you, you know, you had a bad day at work or you hated traffic again. And, and so I, I had to get into a habit of praying. Those last five minutes from dropping my friend off who I worked with and getting to my apartment, I was just praying like, please prepare me, God, to give to my wife right now, to be giving. I want to take because I've, you know, I'm tired of my day, but help me to be a giver. Maybe that's what we need to do. Say a prayer. Be early and stay late. Amen? When you show up early, that is a spirit of giving. You are here to welcome people. You are not here distracting people as you walk in. When you show up early, that is a spirit of giving. And if I have offended you, I, I hope and I pray that it leads to action. Okay? Be early and stay late, if you can. I know there, there are plans and some things don't work out, but as much as you can, be early and stay late. Romans chapter 15, it talks about bearing with those who are weak. And that word bear, it literally means to like catch them. To catch them. When you show up early and stay late, you have just opened up far more opportunities to catch those who might be spiritually stumbling into, into church or away from church. Meet those you don't know. That person that you're like, I've never seen them before. Maybe I'll see them next week. <laughs> Go introduce yourself. Meet them. Welcome them. Come to give yourself. You know, I think of a guy in the Denver church. I grew up in, in uh, teen ministry in the Denver Church of Christ. And there was a friend of mine, he was my same age, Tim Jacobs. And at times I didn't consider him a friend uh, because sometimes he annoyed me. <laughs> but he would show up to church every week and after church he would be, hey, he, he would go to any teen who, who he went to give a hug to. Hey, how's your relationship with God? What are you learning in, in your time with God? And to me, I'm like, all I'm thinking about is where I'm going to eat after church. <laughs> Like, quit bugging me. 
But I look back, I'm like, man, he came to give. That question was not him like analyzing, like, am I doing better than you? He came to give. He wanted to build people up and spur them on in their relationship with God. We can volunteer. There are plenty of opportunities to help with setting up Sunday mornings or throughout the week. But give yourself in volunteering. Give yourself in first impressions ministry and welcoming people as they come from the parking lot or the kids on Sunday morning that we are trying to pass this faith down to. We can give by volunteering and just filling these roles, these needs. Come to serve, not critique. You know, there's constructive criticism and we need that. Man, we, we can't just like accept things that maybe we shouldn't be doing. But don't come with a critical heart, but come to serve. There is no perfect church. There are always going to be aspects that we can change and grow in. But let's come with a serving heart. If you show up with a desire to strengthen others, you will leave here stronger and more connected with Christ. Church is not what you get out of it, but what you bring to it. And I have a few, um, like I said, there are so many different scriptures that I could have used this morning. You guys can write these down. They're in the app. You guys can go through these as your, uh, as your personal Bible study this week. Some really great scriptures about uh, the church, about, you know, many parts, but one body, and just what we can do to support one another and really honor God as a church. So in, in closing, does it matter if we go to church? Absolutely. God has created us to be unique. Each of us has specific strengths and experiences and struggles and abilities that are not meant to be used for our own advancement, but rather the advancement of God and each other. We all have special gifts that God has given us to benefit someone in this room or many in this room. God's plan for his church contradicts today's individualistic agenda. The, the mindset of looking out for number one. What can I get out of this? How does this benefit me? The church is not about the individual, but the group. So when we show up to this gathering, this family, God's church... On Sunday morning, our mindset should not be that of the world around us. God tells us to not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So when we walk into this gathering, this ecclesia, God wants us to have this mindset. What can I do to help? How can I help strengthen someone who is hurting or who has been weakened by life circumstances this week? How can I give to my spiritual family today? Brothers and sisters, if we come with a heart to give, with Christ as our cornerstone, and the unity that only comes through the Holy Spirit, we will be built together by God, the master builder, into a spiritual house that will never be shaken. Amen. Happy Mother's Day. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to the South Bay Church Podcast. For other sermons, videos, upcoming events, and more about our church, please visit southbaychurch.us.